I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time, Brother Mon speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. Ah, uh, it's our desire to be able to all be used of the Lord today to be a blessing and help and encouragement to you. Thank you for listening to our program. Thanks. Special thanks to the stations that uh, air our program. And it's good to be able to take and what? Send the Word of God across the waves. In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 49, the thought at this particular time, whether you're listening morning, noon, or night, is going to be some advantages or benefits of being in Christ. What are you talking about, Brother Mon? What does Christianity really have to offer? Have you ever had somebody just approach you and say, well, what, what's the big deal with this Christianity thing? And, uh, oh, we want to talk about that big deal. Amen? We want to talk about uh, what Christianity has that you cannot get out in the world? What does Christianity have that you can never find? We think about in fault the false religions of this world. What is it? All right, Isaiah 49. Let me give you the first one here. Isaiah chapter 49. Let's get a number of different things. And I hope these things might encourage you. And you might say, amen, Brother Mon. I believe that. And then if you do not have these, all that you might seek after them. Isaiah 49, verse 15. Can a woman forget her suckling child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. How's he going to do that? Verse 14, he says, Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Now, I understand dispensationally. Oh, he's talking about the nation of Israel there. Oh, but more so. As far as the New Testament, more so in the church age, what he said, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hand. You know what John said in John chapter 10, verse 28, he said, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hands. You said, what are you saying, brother? Mon? I find in Christ, I find a place of perfect security. Now you cannot find that in the world. Go ahead and try. As far as security is concerned, having peace and an understanding in my heart that everything is okay. Security in an insecure world, in a world of false religions, in the world of corruptness and evil leadership. Where am I going to find security? All right. He said, I've engraven thee upon my hands. No man shall pluck them out of my hands. What do you say? I'm in good hands. Isn't that good? You know, cannot you rejoice in that? I'm in good hands. We think about these hands at one time. These hands were, we think about the hands of our Savior, were no more than just a carpenter's hands, just human 
Ah, but those hands began to be helping hands, saving hands, healing hands, and those hands then became scarred, you know. And then we found out who this was. This was all uh, divine hands, and these hands, I am in his hands. What's the, what's the, you know, once again, what's the big deal about Christianity, you know? No security in any other outside of Christ. Can you say harbored in Jesus, safe and secure? What else? I find in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 28, verse 29, verse 30, we think of the high priest there, speaking of Aaron, and he was going to have to wear a breastplate, and it had to do with the Urim and Thummim, and we're not going to get into that, but what was this? This was the nation of Israel in, or the passage, it says, in his heart, all right, over his heart. He wore the nation of Israel, literally, over his heart. In the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15, I find this in Christ. You know what I find? I find that our Savior, which is now our high priest, I don't need a, I don't need someone on this earth to be my to be my priest. I have a high priest. Oh, and the veil of the temple was rent in twain at the death of Christ. Oh, we think with the priesthood, showing the priesthood over can you imagine the priest that was in the temple at this particular time looking in the very holiest of all, waiting to take and just fall dead? No, showing that we now have a high priest. And concerning this high priest, he's touched with the feelings of our infirmity. What is that? Touched where? Touched in his heart. All right, I have, I have a place of security in the hands of Jesus Christ. And I have a place of love, a place of affection, a place of sympathy. Where? Because I'm in his, I'm in his heart. All the very definition of God. What is it? First John chapter four and verse seven, verse eight. I think all the way down to verse 16 too. It speaks of God. It says God is love. You know, it's one thing for me to love someone. Oh, but it's so good when someone will love me back, I'm glad. Not only do I have feelings for God, and this began years ago when I read the scriptures and the gospel was presented to me, all oh, but to find out that God loves me. Uh, you find that not in the world. There's no love in the world. Ah, uh, there is lust, and there is something that you would you would call love, but it's there because it, it desires something, you know? Oh, but in the heart of God, I find perfect love. You know, I can go on. What's a, we think about being in Christ. All right, in Christ, I have a place of security. No place outside of Christ is there perfect security and peace. In Christ, I have love because I'm in his heart. You know, in the book of Psalm, Psalm chapter 33 and verse 18, it says the, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him. And then in Psalm chapter 32 and verse 8, it talks about, he shall guide thee with, I shall guide thee with mine eye. And then Psalm chapter 17 and verse 8, it says, he was going to keep me as the apple of his eye. What? His eye? Yes, I mean, his hands for security and in his heart for love. But here in his eye, a place of guidance. Guide us with 
his eye. Now we think about Proverbs chapter 14, or chapter 15, I'm sorry, verse 3. For the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. All right, I'm glad there's two sides to that coin. God does watch. And yes, he beholds the evil, but he also beholds the good. You say, God is watching me. I have someone who will guide me. Not only just uh, do I have his hands for security and have his heart for love, but got his eye, he's watching. I, I remember from time to time my dad. I make reference to my dad every once in a while. My dad was just an old fisherman. And uh, now, now with the Lord, he's partly responsible for me being saved and in the ministry. He was a good, a good witness. But uh, from time to time when he was home from the fishing fields, you know, I, I would be with him. And uh, no matter where I would go, he'd be watching me. I spent a lot of time on the water, but I also spent a, time, a lot of time in the water. What do you mean? Oh, we lived right on the river. So just we could go swimming every day. And it was something about having uh, my father to be watching me. For me, it be me to be able to look in toward the beach, and there he was watching me, all oh, but more so to know that God sees. God is watching, and with his eye, he will guide us. And it sort of reminds us uh, of a place, we think about a place of guidance, but also a place of instruction. Where's that at? In the New Testament, the book of Luke, Luke chapter 8, speaks of the maniac of Gadara. And you know, after the devil left, the Bible says that they, oh, they were looking for him, and they found him where? At the feet of Jesus in his right mind. In Luke chapter 10, it speaks of Mary and Martha. Martha is cumbered about with much serving, but Mary, all right, found where? At the feet of Jesus. You know, I'm glad I'm in his hands for security. I'm in his heart for love and in his eye for guidance. But what about instruction at the feet of Jesus. I'm thankful for those in the past whom God has used to help instruct me. And uh, I, I've learned from many, many, many a person, but oh, I wouldn't trade them all for an opportunity to be able to sit daily at the feet of Jesus. What, what are you talking about, Brother Mon? My grandkids come to my house, and uh, I, I like to see them, and uh, they don't they don't come as often as I would like for them to come because they live miles away. But they are like my children were. They'll come in and say, Papa, tell us a story. I love storytelling. And I make up all types of fish stories to illustrate to them good morals and that they would make uh, for, for what? Good character in a child. Papa, tell me a story. But you know what's good? I can open my Bible. Are you listening? I can open my Bible and let God tell me a story. And at his feet, I can receive instruction. What's the, what, what's the deal about Christianity? I can get instruction from Almighty God. I can't get that in religion. As far as the world is concerned in religion, you just get the instructions of men or the uh, religious founders, you know, which were just men alike. But I'm glad in Christ I could be instructed by the very one that is mentioned there in Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God 
This is the one that struck me all the way down to the last in Revelation chapter 22. Go just a little bit further. I'm so thankful to be saved. And in being saved, I have a place of security, a place of love, a place of guidance, a place of instruction. I got a place of strength. In the book of Luke, Luke chapter 15, we wish I had time to turn there. Oh, it talks about little sheep that went astray. And you know what happened. All oh, the shepherd went to find it. And when he found it, the Bible said he did what? Right, he gave it a whipping, right? <laughs> no, no. He put it on his shoulders. What is that? That's a place of strength. I remember again, my dad. My dad was a big, tall guy. All just, just all full of muscles, you know. Big, tall guy, you know. And I took after him. I am very, I'm very tall too. At one time, six five. Now, kind of <laughs> shrinking up, just a little bit. But I remember, I thought I was really somebody when he put me on his shoulders. Oh, how, how I felt his strength in my body, you know. Oh, as far as the Lord is concerned, on his shoulders. But the best place is, I want to go to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 15. The best place, not the book of Luke, but the book of John, John chapter 13, all the way down to verse 23. All right, the best. What are some advantages of being in Christ? In Christ, I'm secure. I'm loved. I'm instructed. I'm guided. Uh, I have what? John 13. Let me just hush up and just read the verse. He said, now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Where? Leaning on Jesus' bosom. Oh, John got the spot, did he not? Leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, I can rest in that. I can go to sleep. Leaning on the everlasting Lasting arms. Hey, remember that song? Oh, maybe uh, go off the air here just a moment. You can sort of sing it to yourself. I'm glad for being in Christ. It's so good to be saved. I've got someone to lean on that's stronger than I, stronger than the world, stronger than the religions of the world. How great it is to be saved. A place of security, a place of love, of guidance, of instruction, of strength, of perfect rest. My friend, if you don't know Christ, you do not have those. Would you seek those? They're found in Christ. Now, until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.